Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. And I'm your co-host, Tarina Roberts. Welcome. Welcome to the Exchange Podcast on this very special podcast that we're doing. Uh, It's a bonus podcast this week because this Sunday is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So you know we gotta we couldn't like not mention it or not do something special to honor all these amazing mothers out there and uh, and when I say amazing mothers I actually mean biological uh, or uh, step or bonus or that one uh, that lady who seemed to be like the mothers of everybody at the school you know so I you know all of those kind of fall in so I, we want to make sure we get props to all of those. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyone standing in the mothering space this day and this podcast is for you. I like the way you worded that. That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. (laughs) So now we have a special title that we're going through, uh, going for for this particular conversation. Tarina, what's that title today? Momming ain't easy. Momming. Say that again. Momming, because that's essentially what we're out here doing. We doing a dang on thing, being mamas and momming, meaning it, it is it, it's an action. It's um, it's it's effort. It's everything from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night. It is what you are doing, even in the background subconsciously and consciously you know in action not in action if you're a mother in some way you're always mommy and it's not easy you know we we haven't discussed this but you may want to consider putting that on a t-shirt you know i had not thought about that it is a chapter in my in my memoir that I go through, you know, it's kind of dedicated to each one of the the children, the kids that I've mommed or am momming uh, <laughs> currently. So that's where it came from. There you, you know? go. Well, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, put, a, put, put a little idea in your head. Happy Mother's Day, too. <laughs> so, you know, we got to always think about stuff like that, you know, but that, that, I think that's a great catchphrase. So, um, yeah, just you know, keep that keep that um, for your for your book, and make that happen, my sister. I am, I promise. So let's let's talk about our moms, you know, because mm-hmm. you know we do what we do, one way or another, mm-hmm. <laughs> because of our mothers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, in reference to, um, well, you know, you can go first, or it doesn't matter how everyone do it. We, we're gonna both talk about mamas, so. Absolutely. So, uh, funny story, a friend of mine, we were uh, having this conversation the other day about Mother's and Mother's Day and this whole Mommy Ain't Easy uh, segment that we're doing. And she made the comment that, you know, moms have the ability to fix everything. Like, that's what kids think. And she was like, didn't you think that your mother was some kind of hero when you was a kid? 
And I told her, I was like, no. And she kind of chuckled. And I was like, I didn't have to see my mother outside of who she was because she was always her authentic self. So I saw my mother, you know, as this kind and uh, quiet, yet um, fierce and firm and fair um, woman. She had a little sass about her, you know, those those few times that I can, you know, remember when she would be getting ready for whether it was the New Year's Eve party or occasionally, you know, her and my dad would be going out somewhere, you know, watching her get dressed. There was always this this glow and this feminine energy um, that she exuded that I didn't I didn't need to see her as my hero I just saw her for who she was Mm -hmm. and um I'm so appreciative of her mothering us from that space because the one thing that she taught me and that she gave permission to me to do was to be my authentic self and how I mothered my children all right that's what I mean you know that's great, great. Uh, I'm gonna say tribute to moms because that's what we're doing. We tribute our mothers, and um, now in my mom life, for those of you who, who do not know it, my mom she passed away back in 1993 um, from complications of lupus. Uh, and by the way, this is also National um, Lupus Awareness Month too. So, um, want to give uh, props to, to uh, Lupus Foundation of America for doing what they do uh, for lupus. Now, referencing my mom, my mom was a five foot one. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> anybody starts out with that, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> she was five foot one, firecracker. Most of the people in the neighborhood were scared of her, but they also respected her. So mm-hmm. they feared her and respected her. And my mom, you know, single parent, you know, uh, she and my dad split when I was three, you know, so most of the time I, I, you know, knew about, you know, me and my my older brother and my mom, that was pretty much the three of us, uh, like that. And my dad was around, but it was mostly, you know, the three of us doing our thing, thing, you know. My mom worked a lot of hours with, if you know my mom and my father, you probably know why I work so much. (laughs) <laughs> because mm-hmm. they worked a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But she was she was an amazing uh, human being, you know. And she would I would say was my number one fan in everything. Mm-hmm. She always encouraged so much uh, for me, whether it was school or you know my music, drawing. She was very encouraging. And I would say, you know, you know, a lot of people say, well, yeah, my mom's my best friend. And I really, really felt that way, you know, that my mom was my best friend, you know. Uh, I didn't give her a lot of a lot of grief, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she had grief in, in, in her life, uh, unfortunately, but it wasn't because of me, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> so you say. <laughs> oh, no, no, trust me. Anybody you talk to family, they, they, they know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean, honestly, I didn't. I was the, the little dude that walked down the street holding his Bible, going to church, uh, you know, on my own. 
I mean, I didn't have to be made to go. I was doing it on my own. I did very well in school, um, partly because uh, I was scared of my mom that she was going to get to me if I didn't. So, you know, that fear kept them at those A's and B's coming, you know. So, um, but, you know, my mom, she was also that type of woman that, um, you know, she went through a lot in her life. So that she didn't have a, now towards the end of her life, it was really a happy type of life, you know. But I, I always remember that she wanted to learn how to play the piano. And she mm-hmm. bought a piano that happened to come on my birthday, but it wasn't for me. And uh, <laughs> she told me, don't touch it. But it came on my on my birthday. And she taught herself how to play the piano. And she would play and sing, you know, whenever she felt a certain kind of way. She would sing gospel tunes and play and you know, it was really cool seeing that. So my mom inspired me in so many different ways. She inspired me musically. She inspired me uh, in terms of the culinary arts because she's the one who actually taught me how to cook. And then, you know, she also told me, always um, encouraged me to speak my mind and to, you know, not to keep my emotions in. You know, that she also did the disclaimer. She said, I make sure you keep it respectful because if you cross that line, <laughs> you know, she's going to smack me in my mouth. But, right. you know, she right. did still right. encourage it, you know. Right, right, right. No, that's that's great. I think one of um, the, the, the most important vital things that a mother can do is to allow a child to be themselves. Correct. By doing that, you send that kid out into the world with so much confidence and self-assurance that no matter what comes their way, and this this is really like the one thing that I appreciate so much about my mama, because I was was that kid and we were just chuckling about this last week that, you know, friends and family members would be like, Carrie, does she ever shut up? Like, does she talk like this all the time? Like that, that's the running joke that, you know, she and I uh, talk about me uh, as, as a child. And her response was always, that's just who she is. And her allowing me to just be going through school, you know, from elementary school all the way through college. I was never afraid of expressing myself, nor did I ever make myself feel small when people believed that I had too much to say. And here I am today on this podcast with you. So that that gift, that talent that was, you know, burst into me, you know, that God gave me, I don't know that she knows it, but she helped cultivate and nurture it in order for me to be here doing this with you. So for that, I thank my mom. I thank her too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to your mom. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> That's right. So, I hope she's listening. I hope she, when she hears, she texts you or call you or something. You know, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's going to be all over the shout out. Like, oh, my gosh, she's going to feel like I done made her famous. So <laughs> You did. You know, you did. I mean, I mean, my mom, uh, famous people, my mom's name is Gloria H. Boykin. I put that bad baby out. And most of the people on the Internet don't have a, you know, they don't know my mom. They know her now. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So that that names keep it's gonna stay out there until I can't do it no more. You know. That's right. So that's that's right. how it's gonna Keep go. Legacy alive. That is correct. Now we went online uh, as we often do, and we posted a couple of questions out there that we wanted to get some feedback from uh, all those great listeners and supporters out there. And so we got two questions. We did get some responses, and we would definitely love to um, start now and and, um, and read one of the two questions and go ahead and read that first question for me. Okay, so the first one is what is one thing you wish you or your mother had known about being a mother that could have saved you or her a fumble? So just to give some context as to why we're asking these questions is because in celebrating Mother's Day, you know, we gifts and you know flowers and candy and jewelry and all this and and it's like you know it's this cute celebratory day but every day really is a mother's day and every mother's day is not this cute celebratory type of uh experience but because we do get to be celebrated one day a year, I think it's important for us to celebrate our wins, you know, those moments in the sunlight, in the in, in the light, as well as when we fumble a little bit, because we're out here really trying to be the best mamas that we can be. So in sharing other people's testimonies, it's our way of uh, helping ourselves to be better and then helping you to be better as well so that's that was you know the impetus behind asking these questions so for the first question just repeat it what is one thing you wish you or your mother had known about being a mother that could have saved you or her a fumble so our first response is from michelle she says i wish my mother would have known to parent beyond 18 and not followed the old school you're grown at 18 theory. And I wish I would have known to hug and also cultivate my kids more. I think I instilled the fear of not trusting people in them and it caused a little anxiety in them which they have voiced. And see, that is an old school uh, type of uh, concept too. You know, once you're 18, you know, you, you know you're on your own or, you know, when you come 18, where you gonna live? You know, <laughs> you know, some, some parents did that, you know, where others, yeah kind of kept you around and and you helped and you did whatever you're going to do that was like if you're going to stay in my house you're going to either go to school go to work yep or you're going to military <laughs> you know yep. So. yep 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 and it's important for kids to understand that you really can't take care of yourself at 18 because right. the flip side of it you know because that theory existed you know it's, it's like a historical thing for us mm-hmm. hashtag because of slavery but right. it's important for kids, for our kids to understand that just because society says that at 18, you're considered to be, you know, uh, enough of an adult to make your own decisions, understand that you're in no way, shape, form or fashion in a position to fully take care of yourself. So that's 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 not what you want. Now, the second one we hear is, um, and please correct me if I have to say the name incorrectly, is Chanel. Is that yep. correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So Chanel is, I wish my mom educated me more about what not to accept from men, but she didn't know herself. 
that is a huge one yeah yeah I think probably if we can probably get that from you know mothers fathers brothers sisters you know that could probably mm-hmm. apply to a lot but but yeah I mean people um you know a lot of people I don't know if this is the case for Chanel but a lot of people started parenting kind of young you know mm-hmm. and if that was a cycle you know then maybe they didn't learn from their mothers but meaning they didn't know how to you know really show it to their kids you know um and if that wasn't a cycle sometimes you have mothers that are are not that affectionate and they don't communicate that well at all and it's like do what i say uh not what i do type of thing or because i said so type of thing and they never had those conversations where it comes up where I, this is what you do not want to accept from men. This is what you know, this is how a man should treat you, and so on and so on for Yes, yes, and just to kind of piggyback on that a little bit, like that was one of the things that I wished my mother had been more transparent about. Like we we saw the their her relationship with my father kind of play out in front of all of us, but she never just blatantly said this is not what you want for you mm-hmm. and because she didn't share that hard truth or have that uh honest and transparent conversation with me it it made you know it seemed normal and acceptable to raise children in a toxic environment which is far from the truth yeah, so I, I, I totally got I started the conversation early with her, which gave her the assurance that she can talk to me about anything involving boys and our sex. So here we are. I, I This is one of my favorites because it shows uh, evolved mothering. You know, Kim learned a lesson in her own life. And instead of allowing her daughter to repeat it, because sometimes as mothers, when we make mistakes, we feel shame and in feeling that shame we don't talk about it and we don't ever really hold ourselves accountable publicly so we keep that testimony to ourselves but instead she turned that around and was like you know what uh-uh this 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 is ending with me and then you know instead had those early conversations with her daughter so i applaud kim for that Thank you, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> um, we got to send you props to Kim, man. Got to give props to Kim. <laughs> so, uh, um, now this is one that I actually could relate to. Um, and I was, it's short and sweet, but I think any parent probably would, would get this. And it's from India. And India said, as a mother, you need time to yourself and it's okay to get a break from your kids. So, you know, uh, I I think, and if I can add on to that, I think your kids need a break from you too. So it's like, 
You know, yeah. moms need a break, dad need a break, kids need a break. And, you know, and I think if those breaks are in place, you have a happier home. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that um, you say that because this, this book, this conscious parent book that I was, I, I'll go ahead and on record and say forced into um, using as a tool in, in trying to understand how to parent, especially my teenage daughters. My, mm-hmm. my, my oldest son was pretty vocal and just, you know, laying down boundaries with me. But that dynamic between mothers and daughters, we all know, um, is very different. And so you are absolutely right when you say that kids need a break too. Mm-hmm. In this chapter, um, it says why it's important to resist the temptation of control, but it says we have to encircle our teens with our embrace, but in a manner that's loose. They need to know they can always come home. What is important that they are free to fly. And there was some other article that I read that talked about um, where teenagers are and, and giving them their space and knowing when the best time it is to talk to them because just like us with our jobs and all of these things they are in their own zones and focused on all of the things that they have to do and and get done and dealing with their emotions and you know they might have girlfriend and boyfriend stuff going on at school or friend group stuff going on at school you know things that we aren't necessarily privy to so Mm. I've learned that giving them that space in the morning and little miss taylor told me that the best time to ask her questions and to you know take care of business with her is at dinner time you know Mm -hmm. not when she gets in the car right after school and then you know i'm throwing those 21 questions with her that's not something that growing up i don't know about you that i feel like that i know was kind of put in place that wasn't a, a, a strategy to parenting that uh, I know my my parents especially my mother because she was you know more of the hands-on parent uh, that she was intentional about so yes everybody needs their downtime to reset I think my mom was intentional I think my really? mom was like yeah y'all go outside and play <laughs> she she did not do that, you know, for our benefit. She did that for you her know, benefit. <laughs> I never you know? thought about it like that. Or yeah. that's why they allowed us to play outside until the street lights came, on. came yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So they were taking their time. We just didn't know it. Nope. We were like, oh, we go out play. We were not thinking that mama Look needed a break. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mama needed a break. She got that break too, because we were kicking it outside. <laughs> kicking it, <laughs> kicking it, playing run across. <laughs> sure, it was all kind of stuff. We played, man, sure. freeze tag, seat, freeze tag, yeah, all of that, all of that. Oh my God, I miss the eighties. Yep. Okay, so another favorite of mine, and this is from a, a dear friend and a male. It's always great when we get men to participate. I love the male perspective. So this is from uh, Lindell. 
Okay. He says, I wish that my mother would have placed a higher priority on being meaningful and intentional in our engagements. Mm. Okay. Mm, it's right. Brother, thank you for your participation, first of all. Yes, yes, because we don't we don't get that that often. Well, the males be hiding, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when he shared that with me, we talked about um, part of what makes mom and not easy is that's related to our um it's kind of like a, a necessary evil really is what it, it turns out to be for kids based on what he said it's our way of functioning in autopilot because which we're, we're doing so much for so many people you know we're focused on getting things done and we forget to be intentional, to be present in a tender way, which is another one of those why mom and then easy things. Right. Okay. Well, sure. Let's go on to the the um, the second question or the, or the second half. And so this question is, um, what is the most profound advice that your mother has ever given to you? And have you found yourself saying the exact thing to your child or children, if applicable? So, um, the first uh, response I got from that, I guess I'm not going to, I shouldn't read yours, should I? Uh, let me go with Robin. <laughs> Let's go with Robin here. So, Robin, who is a, a very uh, awesome person and mother and also a Absolutely. great supporter of the show. One of my <laughs> you <know>? favorite aunts. <laughs> Yeah, she's one of my favorite people out there. You know, uh, what she said is that my mother told me to never stop dreaming because God makes dreams come true. Uh, many things have manifested in my life from that, from this advice and my relationship with the Most High. So that encouragement that comes from your mother, you know, especially for me, especially from your mom. Um, your mom is always your number one and first cheerleader, in my opinion, uh, most of the time, you know, and to give that kind of advice to your child, you see how it stuck with her. And if you know Robin, she's a very successful individual and she's yep. always been at the top of her game. So yep. uh, thanks to Robin's mom. Give props yes, to her mom. Yes, my <laughs> yeah. grandmama. Yes, one of, one of the best human beings I've ever come to know. Like, when, when I say one of the best human beings, I mean that. Like when I got pregnant with my son, you know, it was not an ideal situation. There I was, sophomore year in college, the age of 19. But what made me excited, and this may sound crazy to some, but what made me excited was that I knew that I would have at least one child to experience the presence of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sound like you come from good stock to me. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I really I, I I really do. You know, I'm not gonna brag about it, but it's it's the truth. Hey. Well who now who you got on your end? Who's um who? Um You read it oh, okay, there it is. I was having a few technical difficulties. Oh okay. um <laughs> I'll read my own because I was surprised that neither one of my daughters said any of these things that I constantly say to them. So oh, there were okay. a few, right, I, I, it, it, it was odd. So there were a few, uh, one of my favorites was there will always be someone cuter than you, smarter than you, and have more than you. 
but you will be that for someone too. So just worry about yourself. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um, the other one was when you're cute, you're cute. That's another favorite, which I guess Taryn is kind of related because Taryn's best advice that my mother gave me was um, it's not just about being pretty, but also be smart. Which is, yes, something that I've said to her. And um, another one was, don't live to do things your way. Live to do things God's way. And that has been a founding, founding principle for me in, in my life and how I deal with people. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of that little bit of, of good advice. And Taylor's was, the best advice my mother gave me was to let my light shine. Well, you know, and and, and um, piggybacking off of what you just said uh, would be a good time to actually uh, wish you a happy Mother's Day and honor Aww. you as the mother, the, the absolute awesome mother that you are and person that you are, you know, known you for a while. And, and even though I haven't been like watching you mothering per se, you know, I know that you have excellent, you know, children, you are an excellent spirited person. And I just want to, you know, encourage you to continue being that person and a happy Mother's Day to you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that. No problem at all. Now, I'm going to read one more here. Um, and um, I'm going to read the, one of these anonymous mails that we have. Uh, and I kind of, I'm digging this one right here. So this is from one of our anonymous mails. And, but it is mail though. You know, just one. Yes, it know. is. We got another, another mail said something. So, <laughs> some got of the, testosterone in the building. That's right. And we, we need that. We need that, you know, that masculine energy popping up there as well. So, so he, said, he says, some of the best advice my mother gave me was you start something, you got to finish. Nothing, uh, nothing worth having comes easy. If you do your best, you won't have any regrets. But you must know that you're done your best. Waste not, want not. Always tell the truth because the truth is easier to remember than a lie. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That sounds like some sound advice to the mom of the anonymous male. Yes, yes. And a, a wonderful, wonderful mother she is. That's awesome. You're not, you're not supposed to be known the anonymous person. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give away any more clues. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> why, why he says anonymous? But it's, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying I know his mama. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. I wanted to say something about my mom uh, real quickly. And uh, so, like, on Mother's Day, uh, usually I, I disappear on, on Mother's Day. So, usually I, it's not a lot of social media that I do. I will post like a, a tribute to my mom and then I kind of like post and flee mm-hmm. because what happens is that even though my mom passed in 93 a lot of people still don't really know how to approach me on that day you know they don't know mm-hmm. I don't even know if I wake up if I'm gonna be like in a really good mood or you know kind of you know sad so sometimes mm-hmm. you just never know but what I have a custom to do I have to tell this brief story here um, mm-hmm. uh, as a when I was um, in college and we would come home 
on the weekend and we used to go over to the two club jam over on the east side for those who uh old enough to remember that we used to kick it right and so i came home one morning i have to say morning because it was like 6 30 a.m uh coming oh. from the club and my mom was sitting there waiting and my mom was like man she was burning up and i was like oh hey mom and she said don't you dare come into my house this time of morning this and that you know i was like well mom you know i was just with my friends kicking in and blah 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 and she said if you're gonna come up in my house around this time the least you can do is bring me some white castles <laughs> and i was like word i was like for real she's like yeah so as a tradition, when we would go kick it for those week, you know, the weekends, we would go after we get left the club, we would go. I said, fellas, we gotta go to White Castle. So we go to White Castle, I would hook it up, bring it home. So my mom didn't care what time I came home because she knew the type of people I hung out with, so she knew I wasn't out there tripping, you know. So it became tradition to bring her home White Castle. So now what I do in celebration of Mother's Day is that I make homemade White Castles. You know, in honor of my mom, and I eat it in front of the altar that I have for her, and I celebrate Mother's Day with white councils. So that's my tradition. I do that every year. Uh, I actually just came from the store to buy my ground turkey because I don't, you know, eat beef, so I do my ground turkey. And I hook that bad baby up where it almost tastes, um, you know, like white cows. Oh, wow. That is such a beautiful story. And because I am a mother, like I'm, I'm really like moved by that. Um, the one thing that you want your children to do is to take what you've given them and have it stick in some way that it makes them a better person. And that little bitty thing, you heard her and that became you all's thing mm -hmm. and I'm here to tell you whether she ever told you or not that meant the world to her oh that yeah meant the world to her and she was always have I didn't get fussed at anymore as long as I had those white yeah. castles I came yeah. in but what it what it taught me too though is to be you know to be considerate and think about you know my mom, you know, while I'm out, hey, you know, get her something to eat. Maybe she didn't feel like cooking something for for breakfast when she woke up, or 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 for lunch or whatever. And with me about being out there, I'm coming back in. She has something the next day, so it kind of, uh, you know, taught me to be considerate from that aspect, you know, too. And I'm a, I always remember that. I always uh, uh, tell that story, and it's just something that's gonna always stick with me. And uh, I, uh, I shared that with my brother one time. Uh, my older brother, he came over and uh, and we cooked the, uh, the White Castles or whatever. And he was like, "Dude, this tastes just like White Castle." Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Well, look. This has been like a, an amazing conversation uh, in reference to honoring our moms and all the mothers out there honoring you. And um, I'm very thankful that we had the opportunity to uh, to do this. Yes, yes, yes. I am as well. And to all of the mothers out there, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day doing whatever it is that makes your heart happy. And for those of you 
who you know because we have mothers out there that are uh, without children you know or having rifts with children you know just know that we and God and our village because we now have a village you know all of these moms that uh, contributed their testimonies you know we're all out here standing in this this momming space with you so you know from so one mother know. to another yes I love you all and have a very happy Mother's Day and we know that mama ain't easy look forward no. for, for an up and coming t-shirt Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks you all for listening. Everything. I'm one of your hosts here, Floyd Boykin Jr. And I'm your co-host, Serena Roberts. You all make sure one that you, of course, uh, enjoy your Mother's Day, but be kind, be respectful, have fun, and learn something amazing. Peace. Until next time. Be good.